0: Well hello hello everybody welcome back to another episode of the podcast as always I'm your host Chad Michael Bouton and thank you so much for clicking on a brand new episode of hindsight it's 20 slash 200 hope you guys are having a great day today, it is absolutely muggy and human here in Florida. We are in the midst of hurricane season, so it is thunderstorm after thunderstorm, and it is just miserable outside. So definitely, I am inside with the AC because I don't like to sweat after just being outside for 30 seconds. But that's enough about the weather. Um, let's get into today's podcast. But before we do that, if you know anybody that would like to listen to the podcast, please let them know. We are on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Hindsight is 20 slash 200. Just tell your friends to put that slash in between the 20 and the 200 hindsight is 20 slash 200 well all right guys we have a great brand new guest here on the show she is a part of stride for you and is the program director for their holistic defense program that's right we're going to be talking about kung fu fighting <laughs> uh, yeah chad calm down you are be a little too too hyperactive i know i've had a cup of coffee and i'm feeling good but you know what let's get our guest in here today please Welcome the great and powerful Amy Wilson or Amy SP.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Chad, for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Hey, I'm so glad to have you on. Thank you for being on today. It's uh, a pleasure.
1: But not a problem. Happy to, happy to do it. I, I always love, uh, you know, spreading the awareness about the program and of course, meeting new people and talking to new people.
0: Yes. So um, if you don't mind, I know I I, I gave them your name and your title, but can you introduce yourself a little bit to my listeners?
1: Sure. So um, I tell people I'm Amy SP Wilson. It's easier to find me on your social media channels. And um, my job is I am program director of SEED with Strive For You. And SEED stands for Safety Education Empowering Defense. Um, We've combined safety education and self-defense into one program creating a holistic self-defense program. Mm -hmm. Um, I was one of the individuals who helped to develop this program so I'm pretty proud of it and also very biased about it (laughs) but um, I also tell people that I can teach you to kick butt and look good while you do it because (laughs) um, I'm also a Mary Kay consultant as well so it's kind of an interesting dynamic but it, it very much
0: works. Um, mm-hmm. It's all
1: about co- build, co- building confidence in people.
0: Absolutely. And you do some amazing work um, with the visually impaired community, helping them to learn how to defend themselves. And I think that's something that is very important to talk about because, you know, we always discuss, well, you know, this is a, it's a crazy world we live in no matter where you are. But um, absolutely, I mean, at any point, You know you you can be attacked, you can be in a fight or fight situation, and that is extremely even more so scary for say if you've lost one of your senses due to a disability, especially if you have to fight someone that you can't see so. What you are doing over with Stride For You, I, I would say is very important because um, the big thing when it comes to visually impaired is making us independent and confident. And I don't think you can feel more independent and confident when you can kick butt and look good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the beautiful things about the seed program with Stride For You is it's the first program self-defense program that's designed by the blind for the blind and it applies to everyone really. Um, we've got sighted instructors and I've had people of all different um, disabilities or not who have benefited from the program, but um, we're pretty proud that it was a majority of blind people developing this program so we could help um, those in our, in our fellow blind community.
0: Mm-hmm. So how many instructors um, do you have that have a visual impairment? Are you able to share that information?
1: um i we have so we have a total of 18 instructors and Mm -hmm. that is a a range of advanced instructors all the way to our um instructors in training Mm -hmm. and so we have um 18 and 14 of them am i doing my math right yeah i believe 14 Mm, nope uh, 13, 13 are blind or visually impaired themselves.
0: That's awesome. Um,
1: We, we just had a new crop of, um, instructors in training take the certification. And so we have, um, someone that works at a school for the blind, um, and, and things like that. So
0: that is so cool. That's so awesome to be able to develop this um, for the community, but like you said, by the community, you know, that's so cool to have that direct um, connection to the visually impaired community
1: one of the other beautiful things that we do within the program, because I am very passionate about making sure that the instructors get the resources information they need. And so with our sighted instructors, we get questions about the blind community. So not only are we educating them on, you know, how to have the blind community protect themselves, but also like, what do those interactions look like? What kind of questions do you have? Like, we don't want our instructors trying to do the, Uh, you know you poor thing or anything like that it's like (laughs) we're about empowering people so you know be mindful of when you're around you know around your students and things like that because we're also incorporating uh, like I said it's holistic self-defense so we're talking mental health and communicating and those are things that are not usually talked about when it comes to self-defense so um, it's a very um, inclusive program.
0: Yeah, that's um, honestly something that I've never thought about. And maybe you can even educate me, but um, what, what is the importance of, you know, bringing in the mental health aspect when it comes to self-defense?
1: So one of the things, like our, our program is designed into what I call five different elements and they are air, water, earth, fire, and metal. And so the I'll- airbender. I'll... <laughs> my my son is- Yes. My son very much related to the avatar part of it. And so, you know, that's one of the things that we want people thinking like, yes, you might be really good in one area, but you need to incorporate everything into Mm -hmm. it, you know? So, um, our air is got information that tends to use that logical side of your brain. So, um, it's more factual and, and, um, that's the one that has a lot of our, um, our written modules in it and then in our water element that's things that are more emotional and so we have uh, communicating safety mental health and reporting because those three modules usually get people very emotional and we mm-hmm. wanted our students and our instructors to understand that our earth is what we call like our spiritual and um, that's teaching we've got two concepts in there and it's building that foundation for really learning good self-defense so it's concepts that students can do on their own Mm -hmm. regardless if they have an instructor close to them or not and so we feel like that's that's a very beautiful thing but essentially it's grounding and like I said, building that, that good foundation, we had to put the, the hands-on techniques into the fire um, because everybody likes the heat <laughs> uh, when it comes to, to what we offer. And then with our metal element, we really wanted people to um, sort of incorporate all those, you know, those four elements into their daily or weekly lives. So it's like the, where the rubber meets the pavement type of, <laughs> type of thought, but the the whole concept is you know you can't go to a class and be like well I know how to defend myself no like holistic self-defense is ongoing it, it becomes part of your life it's not something that you need to um you know go all hard in like it, mm-hmm. it can become part of your life you can you can feel safer I know for myself like designing the program and then of course as program director, I'm like, if I am not doing the things that we're teaching, then I'm, I feel like a fraud. And so <laughs> I have felt very empowered by mm-hmm. implementing all these things. And it's not like we reinvented the wheel when we developed this program. Uh-huh. We took a lot of stuff that um, was from other programs or just information from here and there and compiled it into the, into the program itself.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I like the fire style too. (laughs) (laughs) Prince Zuko. (laughs) So, um, how did you get involved with, um, Stride for You and, um, what inspired you to develop this program? Um, like you said, there's, um, not a lot of, um, programs quite like this. So, um, what were your, what was your inspirations for getting involved with Stride for You? And then, um, what sparked you know you to create and put together this amazing program?
1: So the um, co-executive directors, um, Ricky Jones and Christy Ray Jones, uh, they had been um, working in a couple other programs with with different things. I had met them several years ago, and we were um, coaches in a, in another program that that used to exist. And when that fell apart, um, we knew from our experience of what we had been teaching people that there was still very much a need. And we also knew that that program and other programs had holes in it, essentially, when it came to working with the blind and visually impaired. And Mm -hmm. so we, you know, it wasn't really hard to do the math of the, that, you know, there's nothing out there right now that's Mm -hmm. being taught. Um, and what it is out there, we didn't feel like was was complete enough to really include, you know, our blind and visually impaired community. Mm-hmm. And so that was sort of that inspiration of if there's not something out there, then we're, you know, then then we're going to be doing something to to, you know, um, educate our, our fellow community on how to defend themselves. Um, and then, you know, like I said, there's that safety um, education p- piece to it, and and understanding that um, you know if you're not learning different things about safety, then you might miss some of those situational awareness pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, as far as one of my biggest inspirations, and I, I kind of say that I'm I've in some ways coming out of the domestic violence closet, um, but I um, am a domestic violence survivor. And I've been sort of quiet about it over the years. And I've gotten to the point where, with my experience and, and just my everyday life, plus teaching self defense, mm-hmm. that um, I started to notice a trend that people would come and whisper to me, you know, like they had been assaulted, something had happened to them. And it just sort of made my heart break. But as soon as I tell them I was in the same boat, it was like they felt in some ways, you know, healed like they weren't alone. Mm-hmm. And so um, I've had to work on it. And of course, I'm implementing elements from the program to yeah. to help me work through it. But I've been coming forward and telling people, you know, that yes, somebody with my background, because I have background in judo and wrestling, and jujitsu and, and, and all these other things. So on paper, it looks like, you know why why would that happen to you mm-hmm. but that's where we go back to that holistic thing of if you're not doing these things on a regular basis you know you're when it does happen you're more than likely going to sort of freeze mm-hmm. um and that flight response isn't really there when it comes to the blind and visually impaired because when you're you know wanting to run away where are you going to run away to you don't know you know <laughs>
0: yeah yeah so,
1: um we you know we we, that, that, you know, that was part of one of the reasons that we included that mental health um, in there, plus my, my educational background, and other people that helped to design the program um, felt the same way, that we, we knew that it needed to be, you know, that, that safety education and the self-defense needed to be hand in hand, it needed to be one, one thing, but the, me sort of sharing my story has mm-hmm. started to have more people come forward. Um, and they don't feel so, um, I I'll say emotional about it. Cause there's a lot of emotions that get wrapped up into that when you've had, you know, when you've been assaulted or when you've, um, been attacked or in, in any of those types of types of scenarios. And so, um, I, that's one of the the reasons that I I guess I'm so strongly about it is I mm-hmm. don't want somebody else to go through what I've went through or what I've heard of other people going through, mm-hmm. um, and that's what sort of motivates me because it's not like Strive for You is a non for profit so it's not like we're making very much money off of this, mm-hmm. but the the staff that is involved we are really really passionate about changing people's lives, and so this is. You know the seed program is just one of the ways that we get to we get to do that.
0: Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um. Yep. Yeah, um, thank you very much for sharing that. Um. That that means a lot for you to share your story like that. Um. And definitely um. It opens my my eyes up more to um. How men, you know the mental side of things can play a part of the physical. Um. So thank you one for very much for sharing that and because you know it does kind of you know, lead, you know lead into because you know they they say you know fighting is also and some would say even more of a mental, you know, game than it is physical. You know, half the battle they say sometimes starts before even the fight happens. Um, it, it, that is that
1: is very true, and mm-hmm. that's part part of why we have that communicating safety piece because in, there's a concept in it we call empowering words. Mm-hmm. And so you'll see me posting on on different platforms. Empowering words for the day are um, because when people aren't, we you know, is it, very very common. To be you know somebody to come up and grab you mm-hmm. well in those situations people will you know not talk they won't say anything and they'll just let it happen mm-hmm. and scary things have happened as a result of that so we're encouraging people you know speak up like if you can speak up that could de-escalate the situation right there right but it's not something we're really taught in the blind community mm-hmm. to you know to to say stuff it's like No, you need to be the nice blind person and take the help. (laughs) No, like what does that do for their mental health? Like you start playing the well, what I what I should have done this or I should have said that or would have responded. And there's no there's never a right answer. But that toll on the mental health, I've spent years playing that game and it's not Mm -hmm. a fun game for anybody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Really?
0: So just, just judo throw them. No questions. What's <laughs> <laughs> don't you touch me. <laughs> <laughs> now they'll think twice next time that they, they see someone they'll be like, oh shit, I don't know. excuse my language, but they're like, yeah, no, no, I'm not, not going to put my hands on anybody without asking now.
1: Well, we, we like to give what we call cho- choices in, in seed and that is, you know, um, we have different progressions so people mm-hmm. can respond in, in different manners. Mm-hmm. Um because, you know, not every situation goes for where you need to just get away from them. Right. Not every situation calls for you going to straight breaking their, break their <laughs> arm. Of like, course. So that there's got to be an in-between. And, right. and what does that look like is, a, is another conversation. So um, we try to be very mindful of that in, in giving people choices because we're not able to be there with our students when they're going mm-hmm. through these interactions. And so the more that we can... Just give them those choices; the better off um, they will be, and mm-hmm. even our instructors.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but you know that is so true. I mean, yeah, you you can strong arm someone, you can put them in a, a neck crank or a rear naked choke or an arm bar. You know, judo toss them. You know, hip toss. But some would say the more the most deadliest warriors are those that can just talk someone out of you know physical altercation. It just kind of like exude, you know, their aura onto them, and just basically make them realize you don't want this hot potato. <laughs>
1: well, the the best thing is, yeah, if you can talk them off mm-hmm. the, you know, off that ledge of of trying to do something, and that's mm-hmm. again one one of those things we we talk with people about is, you know, because we know that that is definitely a good tool in the toolkit mm-hmm. to to use is is your words,
0: right. So when it comes to the um, someone say is new to the program, uh, you know, you know, maybe they've they they've had that experience, but like, well, I need to learn how to defend myself better, both mentally and physically. Um, and they and they and they find stride for you. Um, how does the program for them start? Like, where where is their starting point? So we we give a
1: couple different options as far as starting points. Um, We do offer Zoom classes. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do do have a once a month free uh, webinar that we offer that people can sign up for. It's the first Thursday of each month so they can learn more about the the program and ask questions, whether they want to become an instructor, if they just want to become a student. Um, We also offer Zoom workshops for them to take because we don't have instructors in all 50 states yet. Mm -hmm. And so um, and then, of course, we do a lot of traveling to places. So we'll work with individuals or groups, organizations to make it to where we can we can come to you and and make that happen. So I guess my that was my long answer. But the short answer is call me and we'll figure out (laughs) a way to make it happen. (laughs) Gotcha.
0: so what are what are some of you know, if we can expand upon it what what are some of the things that people are going to be learning? You know, you kind of you know touched upon it with the 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 five elements. Um, but you know what like what is the curriculum like look for the hands hands on?
1: Um, so for the um, you know if you're there in an in person meeting, we're we're including information from all of the elements because we're talking to you all about what are the different types of interactions because mm-hmm. that goes into consent and boundaries right and consent and boundaries has been a hot topic in the last couple of years within the blind community mm-hmm. and so we're we're talking about that um we're getting people in that earth element to learn those functional foundations like how are you standing what does your body position look like um We teach balancing drills because balancing is a huge thing that people don't think about when it comes to self-defense. But if you don't, if you can't be on balance, and you try to go do a technique, you're gonna end up maybe on your butt, and that's not what you know. That's not gonna be helpful, helpful either. Uh And so we we work through some of those the 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 functional foundations, and then we go into that hands-on piece. And in our Seed 101 program, because this is just our 101 program, we have A laundry list of things or as I like to say rabbit holes Mm -hmm. uh, that we can go down on each of these things and so we have 25 hands-on techniques that we teach Mm -hmm. and um so there's there's a lot to to learn in um in in a workshop if Mm -hmm. I do a one-day workshop I only get to teach about six of our hands-on techniques maybe seven depending on on the the class and the speed and 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 things like that but um we do work a lot with with veterans um disabled Mm -hmm. veterans because we have the adaptive sports um grant Mm -hmm. and so we go and um work work a lot with with veterans and that's that's probably one of my my favorite groups to work with (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah because they're usually uh good characters
0: yeah if if you and I started lessons we'd have to spend like a month correcting my balance cuz i'm so uncoordinated i'd go to throw a spinning kick and end up like chris wideman versus rockhold or Chael well, son not... and throwing a... us <laughs> but basically what i'm saying is like i'm i'm very uncoordinated so for me yeah, balance yeah. would be a real thing yeah. that i would want to focus on
1: Well, and that's one of those concepts that people can work on on their own. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not necessarily something you have to have an instructor with you. And that's, you know, we want to give people tools to to build on those things. When it comes to our our fire element, we're not necessarily, we're not going to give you videos on how to do techniques. We're not Mm -hmm. even going to give you written descriptions because if you miss a piece and you start remembering it a certain way. And you're doing it wrong that's not going to be helpful for you either so right. we're we're very mindful of you know what what is safe for for the students and um and for our instructors
0: gotcha um so you you, and, you know just just want to caveat off to something just for a minute here um you mentioned that you have a background in um judo um was it karate and bjj
1: i have uh, wrestling and judo and jujitsu so i was missouri school for the blinds first girl wrestler and um i was um i was asked to be on the first women's uh judo team Mm -hmm. i did not go to the paralympics but i did get to go to the world championships was which was a very amazing experience at 16 years old and that was many many moons ago that was in my severe phase, and um I did, um, some jujitsu and, um, my son did some jujitsu at the, the same time. So, um, those are, are some of my, uh, more martial arts backgrounds, but, um, I definitely learned the, uh, you know, street fighting, you know, I did grow up in the eighties. So it was, <laughs> uh, you learned some, some different things, but what I like to tell people is, you know, when it comes to our techniques um right now you're not going to get thrown down on the mat you're not going to be um doing any kind of kicks or stuff like that because it is our one-on-one program are there going to be throws and things like that at some point and ground techniques absolutely Mm -hmm. but we 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 thought of you know that beginner student and then we want to build from there so Mm -hmm. um it, it, and our advanced instructors in the program work to develop that new curriculum. That's part of the benefit of being an advanced instructor in our program. But ultimately, um, I let anybody have their say so. Like if, you know, even if you're an instructor in training, you're like, hey, I got this idea. I'm willing to listen. I, you know, I want to hear what our instructors have to say um, because it it has been beneficial. And so. I try to be be mindful of that people think that well I want to be an advanced instructor so I can help build the curriculum and it's like no I'll listen to you at any level (laughs) but you know when when it comes to the advanced instructors um we're we're all pretty um strong individuals I guess personality wise Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it takes a little bit to um you know stay on task at, at certain points because we've worked together for so long now that um, we can go down some different rabbit holes on ooh, what's mm-hmm. this and that, and um, but we we definitely enjoy what what we do.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I have some questions um, about the background for your your instructors, but bef- before that, um, is it okay if I ask you about um, your your visual impairment?
1: Sure. So mm-hmm. um, I have Stargardt's disease. Okay. Um, yeah juvenile form of macular degeneration mm-hmm. i also have cataracts mm-hmm. and then i have uh, charles bonnet syndrome so I, I have optical hallucinations as well mm-hmm. um so th- the combination between those three can be interesting from from day to day yeah but um i tell people because you know in the sighted world they think well you're either sighted or you're totally blind and yeah <laughs> they're, they're, they're still learning that blindness is a spectrum uh-huh. and so i tell them i'm like i've got enough vision to be dangerous
0: <laughs> <laughs> and even if i didn't have it i'd still be dangerous
1: yeah yes yeah so usually when people find out what i do they're like i'm not messing with you <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's so true that 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 is my biggest um personal um agenda is to teach people that um yeah it's not oh you either have complete blindness or nothing it's it's just like i just said it's a spectrum and people still just don't they still just don't get that and it's so just mind boggling at times but you know it's all about exposure and education but that's my big hang up
1: (laughs) right i think the community that is doing the best on getting the blindness as a spectrum thing is the tiktok community the blind people on tiktok mm-hmm. um i'm i'm pretty biased cuz most of the people that know me know i love my tiktok account <laughs> but i've not seen that on any of the other social media platforms talking about blindness being a spectrum mm-hmm. so
0: yeah that's um, that's, that's I, my I, big I, thing is like yeah I want, I want i want to preach that from the rooftops
1: <laughs> yes absolutely and i know there's other people as well and i find it sort of interesting because everybody's got their own little camps on Mm -hmm. what they're doing and and i um i think it'd be a little bit better if you know it could all come together but i know when you do that then there becomes bigger problems because then you got (laughs) so many personality conflicts and stuff like that
0: yeah, there, there's always going to be egos, and, and there are egos even in the disability community, too. So mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We won't get That's off true. on that tangent, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how old were you, if you don't mind me asking, um, when you found out that you had Stargards?
1: I was 10 years old, okay. and um, I grew up in Missouri, and I grew up um, riding motorcycles, beating up uh, boys, and um, my plan was I was going to join the Navy and paint motorcycles. Um, that was my, that was my dream at like uh-huh. nine years old. And then of course, 10, mm-hmm. I felt like it was, it was completely shattered. And so I had to, I, I sort of struggled for a while to figure out what was my, um, I guess, purpose or um, how, how can I benefit the, the community? Mm-hmm. And I feel like now I've, I've really, have have felt that, um, it's taken me thirty years. I just turned forty in March, but uh,
0: <laughs> you don't look you don't look it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Yay!
1: <laughs> it does throw people off. They're like, I, yeah, I've already even been told. well I was thinking mid twenties. I was like, God, love you. Like,
0: <laughs> I was about to say, you, you don't really look a day over thirty at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's all that Mary Kay I use. So. <laughs>
0: so have you always had an interest in um you know combat sports I mean um you know if that's you know of course you mentioned you're beating up boys from a young age so as well
1: I did I did motorcycle you know riding Mm -hmm. um and I did different sports my my dad was very much I think he wanted a boy um Mm. because I did t-ball and soccer and softball and uh, managed to do cheerleading for a few years track and field um, just a, a, a lot of different um, sports and then of course with strive for you I have learned that there's still a lot of sports I have not played right um, and strive for You's has given me that opportunity because the other program they have is called the arise program that that does teach um, adaptive sports and, and things like that so um, as, as much as I've tried, I know there's still, still more out there for me to try.
0: Yeah. You were mentioning off the air. something it was called global, goalball, goalball. Okay. Yeah. You were mentioning that I've, I've never heard of that sport whatsoever.
1: You oh um, what? Okay. You've <laughs> got to, you've, it is the premier elite, um, blind sport. Okay. It, yeah. it was actually developed in after world war II, um, for blind veterans. Oh and wow! So blind, yes, the blind veterans sort of brought that, and it's it was one of the first um, uh, sports that was included into the Paralympics. Oh
0: wow! I did not and,
1: know that. Mhm. Oh yeah, it is super competitive. Uh, it, I I highly recommend YouTube. What is goalball, and okay. you will learn it is very intense, active. Um, after I played, I had body parts that I didn't know could hurt, and so um, it's one of those that um, I after playing, like last year, I went there and watched people play, and I watched the Paralympics play, you know, Paralympians play, and I was like, Oh, you know, I don't, I don't know, but after playing in this year's tournament, it's given me a whole new respect um, for the sport and um, and for the players, and so um, I'm just like my brain's still deciding are we dumb enough to do that again um <laughs> it's kind of leaning towards yes because of my personality <laughs> but um it, it's one of those things that um it's definitely um a, a, a good sport and mm-hmm. uh, it the one of the things that i think I, I like about it is people aren't like um trying to hide secrets of how to play like gotcha. when i found when Cause I found out I was playing two days before I played. And so the next day I was asking different people who were on different teams and everybody was being very open and sharing, you know, you try this and try that. And, um, and even when I was playing and we were losing, people were still like, you're doing a great job. Like <laughs> it wasn't, um, you know, talk down on or, or anything like that. So.
0: I'll definitely have to log into it. Yeah. I'll have to go to what is gold ball. That's for sure. Yeah, to check it out. I'm very interested to learn about that.
1: It, it, it is. Um, you can also, um, I did some commentary on Sunday on our strive for you Facebook page, um, to where it, it was our gold medal rounds and, um, our, our elite division, uh, gold medal round was really, um, intense and, um, my body was still sore from the day before, obviously. <laughs> and so in the commentary, when they throw the ball, you can hear me go, oh, Because oh, <laughs> I know what that ball feels like to hit you, not at the speed they were throwing it, but yeah. it's enough to make you go, oh, gosh, oh, like,
0: I'm, <laughs> like, I'm still feeling that today. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. If I think if I heard it again, my body would still like cringe and be like, no, we don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the other part of my brain, of course, is all like, yeah, we could still do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, now, um, if, if, you know, we were talking a little bit about the, um, the instructors and I'm very curious to find out what, what are the requirements or the, the if, if, if there are any formal background for your instructors?
1: So to become an instructor in our program, all anyone has to do is go and apply um, on our uh the Strive for You website. Mm-hmm. And um we have two different applications. So we have a our regular instructor application and then we have an, an, an application specifically for veterans mm-hmm. um, or VA staff. But um to, you know, anybody can apply. We do okay. ask you to up, upload a resume. But we have people in our, in our, that are instructors in training right now that have never, ha- you know, done a martial arts class or anything. They just want to teach people in the blind community. We do have some blind, we actually have four um, veterans in our program as yeah. well. And so um, people of all different backgrounds, um, all different abilities, and I think that's one of the things that, again, makes our program beautiful is, mm-hmm. is we have all that sort of in, in one, one package.
0: Yeah, that, that's really cool. I, that's, I was definitely interested because, you know, it's like, I think people just assume it's like, oh, well, you know, I I can't be an instructor for, uh, you know, this program because I've never done a martial arts in my life. <laughs>
1: Well, and, and people have asked, you know, well, don't I need to take a class before I apply? No, Mm -hmm. you don't, you don't necessarily need to. I mean, taking a class might benefit you a little bit. Mm -hmm. But we're, I am very big on building a strong instructor culture for the program. And so once you get approved in the program, you're assigned a mentor, Mm -hmm. and they help you the whole the whole way through because there's uh, different um, modules you have to do. And then we do a three-day training. Um, our next training is actually in November in San Francisco. So we tra- we, we move them around depending um, ultimately on where do our advanced instructors live. And so we have an advanced instructor in California. We did one in January in Savannah, Georgia. because We have an advanced instructor that lives there. And then we did um, one, I think two weeks ago in nashville tennessee which is the strive for you headquarters as i like to call it
0: nice so i'm 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 interested to um learn more about like the student slash teacher relationship so uh you know of course for those that are listening they're probably wondering well okay so say if it's like a sighted instructor um how do they learn or what is the process of them learning how to train and coach someone with a visual impairment, or just even more so, maybe you're wondering, well, how are two visually impaired people learning from each other? You know, people that aren't really familiar, they might just, you know, hear that and think it's a little bit odd.
1: Um, so, you know, like I said, when we, when you um, get into the program, you know, you have a mentor. So, our instructors, not only, um, you know, for instructor students, say your student comes to an instructor and they've got questions that that instructor may not be able to answer they've got their mentor to call and they have me so they've Mm -hmm. got several people to to help out with 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 those questions Um, not that we've had a whole lot of that from my understanding yet but um you know we are just as helpful to our instructors as we are the students and so Mm -hmm. one of the things we're working on is you know, I was talking about those different elements. And by the end of the year, we're going to have a student portal that um, people can uh, sign up for uh, and be able to self-pace and learn mm. um, some of those different elements. Of course, you're not going to learn the fire. That's a in-person activity only. Right. But you know, again, we know that there's blind people all over the world who, you know, some of them live in small towns, I grew up in a small town. And so Mm -hmm. me trying to get to an instructor is, is, is more difficult. But that's where like, I guess, for me, when somebody's telling me, hey, I live in a small town, like, I really want to work with them on, Mm -hmm. you know, how can we make that happen to where I'm not having to charge them an arm and a leg to come out there. But at the same time, they're, they're able to, to get some information. And so we do, a lot of, um, a lot of traveling to different places and we try to open it up for, for students to be able to come um, to those different events as well.
0: That's awesome. That's so cool. Um, So I want to ask, what are some things that um, through you developing this program, um, for those that are listening, what are some things that differ in terms of, you know, self-defense in this holistic approach when it comes to say, you know, maybe I don't know. Can I? Say, is it right to say normal self-defense? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's the right way to put that. But like, what would you say are like the major key differences in terms of like the the curriculum and the techniques, if if any, if there are any at all?
1: Um, you know, I think in my mind, the the difference between like a um quote-unquote normal self-defense program like you're talking about is they're not um they're not thinking about that blind student mm-hmm. and um so they don't you know a lot of or I don't want not say a lot but there are techniques that you need sight to be able to do and if you don't have mm-hmm. sight you're not going to be able to do that with right. ours it's all all blind um related and um our techniques are started from somebody coming up and grabbing you because Mm -hmm. we know it's that big of a problem within our community we wanted to give people some choices in and how to how to handle that
0: right right yes no you know judging distance or measuring distance with like say like a jab or a you know a kick to kind of catch the range you know that would probably be a little bit harder for someone with a visual impairment, depending on how bad, um, you know, their visual acuity is.
1: Well, and somebody teaching somebody who to kick that mm-hmm. may not have good balance, that's mm-hmm. a bad idea. Right. If they try yeah. to go and kick, <laughs> they're going to end up on their butt. And yeah. so, you know, that's where we're we're big on that, you know, really studying those functional foundations. I mean, I even do it um in my daily life because I I didn't you know when we decided we're gonna have balancing drills I was like okay Mm -hmm. what does that look like well I started doing one of them and next thing I know I'm not walking into door frames or walls like I'm not (laughs) shoulder checking people and I'm like okay this is what we're talking about here like this is huge it's something simple but it really stopped me from having bruises on my shoulder from hitting door frames
0: (laughs) I need it's you to give me things. some tips because I shelter tech check so many people.
1: <laughs> so I one of my freebies that I give people as far as balancing drills is heel raises. Okay. And that's what that's what one of the other advanced instructors in the program told me because I am one of the advanced, the one of the five advanced instructors we have. And one of them was saying, you know, if you do a hundred heel raises a day, you can spread that out over time, you know, over mm-hmm. the day. But I only did about 50. And again, notice that that I wasn't walking into the the door frames and things like that so something as simple as just standing there and lifting your heels off the floor and putting them back down you know 50 times a day Mm -hmm. it's something so simple and you're like wow it's it's so profound yeah but after you do it you're like this is even bigger than what I thought like the it it almost seems like it should be common sense but it's 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 not Mm -hmm. and so um I like to give that one as a as a freebie just because i know that it has such a (laughs) big impact on on a little thing
0: yeah i guess when you think about it you know it just it seems so like intuitive oh dynamic movements they uh you know they they're so much more powerful and you train them but it's just like when we really think about it you know technique in just the proper way of doing something like those littler things or those smaller details when it comes to just the body and movement itself are probably even more important. <laughs> you know, something as simple as this, raise, raising your heel can make you not shoulder check people. It,
1: it, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is something that is, is so small. Um, you know, and if you're like, well, I can't even go up on my heels for a second. You Use a chair, use, you know, uh, a bar stool, a, an island, you know, bookshelf, mm-hmm. like, you know, bounce yourself on something until you feel like you can. But, you know, start somewhere and people like you can even do it from a sitting position. If you don't have a lot of strength in your legs, mm-hmm. you can just sit in your chair and, and do it. And it, um, it's going to build those muscles to where when you're actually standing. Um, but, you know, take it, take it in, 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 I don't want to say baby steps, but that's essentially what it is, like, take it in baby steps. Don't try to, People, when they, I think when people think about us teaching self-defense, they're kind of like, you know, what you've been saying of the, (laughs) you know, we're going to come in and teach you to be a ninja. That is not what it's about. Like Uh I did a, I did a class two days ago and I had this disabled vet who, who did have sight and Mm -hmm. hadn't had really experienced the blind world, but he was like, well, what would you do in this situation? And I did Mm -hmm. a technique really smooth. Um, we really talk to people about, you know, where's your energy, you know, mm-hmm. if you're giving more energy than what they're giving you, you know, that's not where you want to be like you want to be low, low energy. And so I did this technique and he was like, oh, like the light bulb, I could feel the light bulb in his head go, okay, now I've got it. Like now I understand because it wasn't something to where I made a scene or mm-hmm. I didn't yell and scream or anything like that but I put <laughs> I put myself in a way that I felt like I had control in the situation so if he did decide to do something I knew exactly what my next move was um, and it was only going to take me two you know two seconds or even a second to to go from what is he doing to okay I'm going to start breaking you know folding him like origami <laughs> uh, type of thing
0: yeah I mean that's just me being the uneducated person and you know, not knowing as much about um, combat as, as someone like yourself. but I, I do at least know you don't need to heaw and um, you know, try and neck chop someone to, um, you know, get out of a bad situation. like you said, so um... that,
1: well the the heaw thing, like the reason that they have that actually, is to get people to breathe. Yes, because mm-hmm. you know, because that's the reason. One of the reasons we have the empowering words is we mm. want people to take that moment to breathe. Because if you're talking, you're breathing. Right. If you're not saying anything, you're probably not you're not breathing like you should. And <laughs> so, you know, getting people to you know breathe mm-hmm. is really important. Like yeah. you know, people don't think about it, but yeah, it's it just just breathe.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know a lot. Of, like when I first started watching like mixed martial arts, I was just like, why are the people doing the, <sighs> <sighs> and then of course, you know, you, you realize, oh, it's a breathing technique. It's a, mm-hmm. you know, a control exercise for their energy. It,
1: essentially, yes, that is mm-hmm. exactly what it is, is, mm-hmm. you know, um, because that's one of the reasons we also talk to people about your energy is because um, if you're giving more energy, than they are you're going to be the one getting tired first yeah and that's exactly. that's not that's not a situation you want to be in so mm-hmm. you know learning and it's not a skill you master in a one-day class or a one you know one hour workshop or any, or anything like that that's where that ongoing learning is is super ben- beneficial
0: yeah and in learning the balance the energy and knowing how to breathe can make a lot of difference and say like a scary situation where someone comes up and just put their hands on you because if you overexert your energy, then, you know, you could tire yourself out and become more vulnerable. So knowing how to balance your energy can be just as important as knowing the right technique as well. And it,
1: it, it does take a lot of time. I mean, Mm -hmm. we've been, we started developing this program, um, I want well we started having the conversation in September of 2020 but we really started in January of 2020 really having you know like once a week meetings and and things like that so you know we're at a I feel like almost 2 years and I I know that I've become more confident in my ability to say something or just all those different things that we have in the program that mm-hmm. I knew but I wasn't, I wasn't doing it. Like I, I, I knew I should have. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's one of the beautiful things is it's like, we have all these options and that's where that metal element is so beautiful. It's like, you know, if you don't know how to implement it, here's your map, you mm-hmm. know, how to, how to do it.
0: Yeah, and, and what, and what you say that, that is the beautiful thing about your program is it's like, yes, we can teach you the physical, uh, and the techniques, but we're also teaching you the emotional and the mental importance of combat as well and self defense. It's like, you know, it, it feels like it's like you said that metal element feels like it's kind of like the end goal is to have all of these different aspects of self defense and blend them together where it's just like kind of this beautiful balance.
1: I'm going to use that line. I'm going to steal that and put that in my because <laughs> <head. laughs> our our metal element was originally designed for our instructors. So mm-hmm. for the, for our instructors, that's their, their resource element where we have lesson plans and, and things like that. But it's only been recently we added the metal element for students because it's essentially like we had this almost like cure to cancer on, mm-hmm. you know, our program, but nobody knew where the on switch was. And so mm-hmm that metal element gives people that map on how to do it. And so um, um, our goal is to have each of our instructors make up their own map because what works for um, me Mm -hmm. may not necessarily work for you, but you might, you know, come across somebody else's, like we have an instructor um, in training that he is a third shift person. He stays up all night. And (laughs) so his map is going to look a lot different than mine. And so, again you know we want you know we know that there's several different types of individuals out there so again we're giving people choices on how to how to implement this
0: yeah the late night owl technique (laughs) 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 he has like a technique called the sleeping tiger uh no but it, it it really is a beautiful program and i was you know definitely drawn into it you know like like I've mentioned before um you know I'm really big into mixed martial arts I I did a little bit of jujitsu um just to learn a little bit of self-defense because of course when I was going off to college I was going to be living on my own for the first time so I thought well even if I'm not like a blue belt or purple belt level there's still a lot of I can learn just at the beginner level to be a lot safer on my own so definitely you know I I feel as a visually impaired person, you know, it is a scary world and there's nothing scarier when you can't see and run away from something you, you have to basically confront it. And, you know, just learning a little bit of self-defense made me feel a lot safer when I went off to college on my own.
1: Yeah. Yes. That is the one, like, you know, I've watched people in an hour go from, you know, being timid and shy to next thing. I know they're trying to like be a ninja (laughs) and their confidence soars. And like, it's interesting. We had, I did a workshop to where we had an individual showed up early, told me I may not stay. Like, I'm not (laughs) comfortable. I'm nervous. I've, you know, this, that, and the other happened. And by the end of the day, they were asking questions. How do I become an instructor? How do I get more involved? And I'm like, that's what it's all about right there. Like <laughs> when we can take somebody from that, I want to go hide in my my cave to I'm ready to take on the world. Yeah. Um, that that's that's one of the things that I get excited about is watching people transform in, in just a small amount of time.
0: I, mean, I I can only imagine how happy that makes you to see that happening, and, and i i know you've you've seen it a lot and you'll continue to see a lot but i know that has to be a continued source of happiness for you when you see someone that, like that, yeah, that come out of their yes. shell
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: that that is the the um uncashable paycheck essentially mm-hmm. for me is is watching people do that i'm like that's that's exactly why we do it
0: so if anyone that is um listening to this podcast um says, you know what, I, I want to learn how to better defend myself. And it's not just about the physical aspect. It's like I want to learn more about the mental as well, maybe even the emotional, you know, learn all the different elements that you offer. What's the best way for them to get started?
1: Um to um go to our strivefore.org uh website and check out um our calendar of events we put up calendar of event or uh, different um events there and um one it's one of those things if i have 10 people tell me hey i want a mental health and safety workshop well guess what i'm going to be doing i'm going to be holding the mental health and safety <laughs> workshop but um right now we're kind of letting the demand speak for its speak for itself mm-hmm. but um that, um, like I said before, of just getting a hold of me, you know, there is a contact us button with, mm-hmm. with any questions. Um, but our website is, is really good. And then probably I put, po- I do post stuff on uh, TikTok or Facebook and Twitter and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So those are some other ways to learn what we're doing.
0: That's actually something that I, I definitely should um, ask you about. Um, how has the response been from the community? Um, I mean, you said that you know 2020 is when you started to like re-examine things and you know revamp stuff how has the overall reception from the community been
1: everybody's been loving it Mm -hmm. um a lot of people think that we are a previous program and we are not Mm -hmm. um and so um but for the most part anybody who who has taken our class you know it's they're like this well one of my favorite lines that i heard was (laughs) seed is what self-defense has been missing and i was like that is beautiful like that's 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 a tagline right there so Uh, that's um, a shirt
0: that's a shirt (laughs) yes
1: yes yeah so uh yeah seed is what self-defense has been missing ultimately Mm. and uh i'm just i'm real proud to be be a part of that
0: well, that's absolutely beautiful. And I, and I love to hear that. Um, if anyone wants to contact you, because you said that, you know, you, you said it, not me, but you said you just call, call you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how can people get in touch with you? Um, do you mind sharing some links so that um, if someone's listening to this, they can get in contact?
1: So it'd be that um, our phone number is on the Strive for You website. So it's the word Strive, S T R I V E, the number four you.org, and um, that's going to give you um, a lot of our links to, you know, the calendars, more information specifically about the seed program itself, and um, applications. All that, all that type of stuff. We are uh, a small staff, so we don't always get things as as up there as fast as we want. But mm-hmm. we are always looking for volunteers. So, mm. um, like any nonprofit,
0: <laughs> of course, volunteers are so important. They play a, a crucial key role, and that's just me coming from a nonprofit background as well. I yeah. would say there are there are some volunteers that you'd be like, why aren't you an employee? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, Amy, thank you so, so much for sitting down with me. I have enjoyed talking to you thoroughly. Yeah, thank you so much. And um, I hope you have a great rest of the day. And, um, you know, maybe one day you can help me with my balance. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I look forward to it.
0: All right. Well, hey, guys, that's going to be it for the episode today. If you have any questions for my guest, please email her or contact her, strive for you. But if you want me to contact her because you're shy or, you know, you just don't want to bother her, I'll do it for you. Just email me at cmbouton. That's cs and chad. M as in Michael, B as in boy. So C M B O U T O N at yahoo.com. One more time, C M bouton at yahoo.com. And if you want to follow along on Twitter, the podcast is on Twitter. It's at 2200 Hindsight at 2200 Hindsight. All one word at 2200 Hindsight. And if you know anybody that would like to listen to the podcast, please let them know we can be found on Anchor. Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Hindsight is 20/200. Like I said before, just make sure you put that slash in between the 20 and the 200. Hindsight is 20/200. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. And thank you again to my amazing guest, the great and powerful Amy SP of Strive for You. Hope you guys enjoyed. And until we meet again, please be safe, take care of each other, and always be kind. See you later, guys.